Hi, I'm Anna and I work in publishing um, in Oxfordshire and have done for over five years now. Hello, my name is Grace and I'm a nurse and I work in Oxford as well and have done that for nearly six years. So together we're going to try and add a bit of glitter and a bit of sparkle to everybody's lives um, and this week we are talking about lots of things but one of the things is stress. Um, so there was a University of London Medical School cohort study which ran from 1985 and is still being run today but it's taken a slightly different focus. Um, but the study investigates the relationship between work, stress and health. And one part of the original research was to look at the possible correlation between stress and obesity. And they found that an individual's work-related stress and the likelihood of obesity are exactly proportional. This is really interesting to know, and I'm gonna come back to this point, but I just wanna talk a little bit about the study itself because um, there's two really good things that I like about the study. First of all, is that it's a cohort study. So it's conducted over a really long period of time. Um, which makes the evidence, like the data, much more reliable and robust. Um, I think often there is research which is conducted on like 20 people or 100 people or something like that. We can't really take those results and apply them so easily. Um, whereas with this one, it's been carried out for so many years, there's been over 10,000 participants, so we can be a bit more, I guess, yeah, a bit more sure of what the results are. Um, and the participant split as well is something that I really like because they have included both men and women. There was over 6,800 men and over 3,400 women who took part in this research. Um, and I think the inclusion of both men and women is really important because we're very different. Um, so there's different things that can be applied. So if you take, for example, um, stroke, signs or stroke symptoms and um, they are different for men and for women and um, the efficiency of seat belts for example will affect men and women differently so I think it is important to include both men and women when you're doing big research like this that has like um, lots of applications and historically men have been the default participant um, with the assumption that women can be affected in the exact same way uh, which is not always true and then that means the results are like applied I always want to call this willy nilly, but I think it's nearly willy or the other way around. <laughs> willy nilly. <Yeah. laughs> so the results can be applied willy nilly. And I think like when it's somebody's life, when you're talking about it, I think, yeah, it's so important to have the right people being involved um, in the research. So the results can be much more fair. And like the study's not 50 50 split between men and women. Um, so it's not perfect by any means, but there are two good things that I really like about this particular study. Um, and just back to the study about what they found. So one of the findings was that participants who were overly stressed were more likely to be obese compared to those who had never felt stressed. And so to me, that suggests that stress has a really visible, strong link to our physical health. Does that mean we can assume that decreasing our stress level should have a positive effect on our health? Um, I think that's much easier said than it sounds. I don't think anyone ever wants to be stressed. <laughs> um, 
yeah but it's really interesting because when talking to people who work in like engineering or similar fields like this they talk about stress in terms of components and this was really interesting for me because they spoke about this idea of stress analysis and that you test a component's strength and therefore their life by putting it to the ultimate um, extreme to what it can actually hold and essentially it tests the breaking point so which I think is the same principle for people um, too much stress and we can crash and I think the idea that the stress can be visible physically in our health in terms of obesity or other things is, is incredibly important I think because that means when we have a handle on our stress we can then therefore affect our health and having reached the one year anniversary of lockdown which was the 23rd of March last year in the UK for the first national lockdown this year has been stressful um, for so many of us it's been like really prevalent actually I think for people in so many different ways um, and I don't think we're fully out of the situation so stress is going is still going to be a constant for many of us in like different shapes or forms um, and it's become a norm so what can we do about it is the question um, so I think there's so many techniques and ideas that are out there um, about stress and some of them will be more valid for some people compared to others depending on different life situations because we are all very different from one another I think that is important to consider um, so there was a study that Gross carried out about emotional regulation, which explores some of these ideas and techniques in detail. And three ideas that I wanted to briefly talk about, which I, I think I probably relate to the most. Um, so one of the first one of those is avoid the situation. This is much easier than it sounds. Uh, you can't always avoid stress. I think stress is inevitable. Just living and breathing, being born is stressful, um, <laughs> even though we can't remember that stress. Um, but I do think sometimes we can take ourselves out of that situation a little bit. Um, like for example, if you're having, if you're working from home and you have meetings all day on Zoom now or MS Teams or whatever platform you're using, running from meeting to meeting to meeting can be very stressful. Um, so sometimes you can just build in a buffer of 10 minutes in between each meeting. So you allow yourself to refocus and rethink about what you want to do or say in the next meeting. So you haven't stopped the meetings happening, but you're avoiding the situation where you might be getting stressed because it's literally back to back. And I think that it's not sustainable to to be working at like full capacity which I think sometimes that can happen if your um if your meetings are back to back um and that could also mean avoiding certain topics with people and I think that's an interesting one too avoiding certain topics with people because it's important to have different opinions and discussions so that you're not just in like a echo chamber but equally if you're forever getting into very very heated arguments with people is it helpful I don't I don't personally don't think it is um so I think you can avoid certain subjects in terms of like politics or something like that with different people if it isn't going to help essentially help the situation um so that's the first thing is avoid situations uh the second way is to modify the situation which I think is probably a bit easier to do um, so can you change it in some way 
that if you're having a difficult conversation with somebody maybe you can change where you have that conversation so maybe you can have it in a park which has got a much more neutral setting um and I think there's something about being outside in nature that is just positively linked to your well-being anyway so that that could help um so just if there's a way you can change the situation slightly I think that could hopefully alleviate some of your stress then my third um my third not my third but the third way um which is probably my favorite is change your way of thought so yeah an example mm-hmm. of this yeah I think is um in lockdown there's been loads of things that we can't do we can't go to the hairdressers and um, we can't go to restaurants and things which are very much like first world problems um and they're definitely we don't need them to survive um but we notice that we can't do it because it's a restriction so rather than saying oh we can't go out to a restaurant to eat maybe rather than being like oh that's such a negative thing we can think about the fact that we are saving money instead or that we've learned how to do um, a new recipe how to cook a new recipe in the kitchen it's given us that opportunity to do so or how much more we're going to enjoy it when we can go out into a restaurant um, and go to that favorite place and that we wouldn't really not take that for granted anymore knowing that it it's not all hasn't always been open to us um, and I think leading on from that thinking about thoughts it's just it's just so incredible how much power we have to actually control our thoughts um and I think that does sound I think that can sound a little bit crazy especially when you have situations that are so huge and so stressful in front of you you think like well what can I do about it well how can I do anything but it is a lot about habit building and seeing how you can change your perspective on it Um, And that's not to say some situations won't be stressful or won't be terrible because they can and they will be. And I'm not trying to defend them, but how we look at them and approach them can actually change and make a big difference in how we feel about them. And then probably how much stress they may cause us. Um, Where we're training, basically, the main thing that we're going to be doing is having restorative clinical supervision with nurses. And that's basically a way to for nurses to talk about how they're feeling about a situation. Um, And we recently did, I had one of my training days and they were talking literally about stress and pressure. Mm. And I don't know if you've heard of it before, Anna, about how there's a a dial of how much pressure and stress you have. It's like a bell curve, isn't it? Like a bell, yeah. Exactly. So there's, you can have too little will make you yeah um very unmotivated you've got your your window of appropriate amount of stress if Mm. that is a thing Mm -hmm. and then you've got your too much stress which can cause to burn out and feeling overwhelmed Mm. Um, that's really interesting isn't it that actually a little bit of stress or an appropriate amount is I guess needed um to do things but it's just like you say knowing what it is for each person and if it is too much how you can try to reduce it a bit exactly and knowing what suits you yeah 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 Yeah, knowing what suits you Mm -hmm. um because I had a situation uh this week where I was trying to open my balcony door um and (laughs) there was a weight bar behind it and um 
I knocked the weight bar by opening the door. And it was like, it was such a shock because the weight, the weight bar, when I talk about a weight bar, I mean like an exercise bar that you put on weights and you load it mm, on the poem, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and it smashed this vase, which had some really lovely flowers in it. The flowers are okay. The vase was not okay. The vase don't broke <laughs> and is no longer with us. <laughs> um, oh. And I think in that situation, I think because I'd been thinking about the idea of stress, maybe in my mind I was like oh okay this has happened but I'm going to try to not be stressed about the situation um because it's just a vase it's just a vase um <laughs> and it's just to interrupt there we had a lovely friendly visitor who came to say hello which was Matt <laughs> um so yeah the vase broke um but no one was injured uh, I had enough time that I could actually clean it up um, so I wasn't rushing um, which often I am rushing and that is when a lot of accidents happen but this time I had enough time to deal with the accident so the stress wasn't like oh I need to be here or I need to do this I had enough time to think to be able to actually deal with the, deal with the problem um, and also like it can be replaced it's just a really plain simple glass vase so I was went on Etsy and ordered a new one the point is I chose to take it as like a well what did I learn from this as well how can I do it differently next time um, and what would have caused me to be stressful and what wouldn't have caused me to be stressful um, so try, try to make it an active learning opportunity um, so in this case check what's behind the door that's really all I need to do <laughs> and stop it happening again um and I've also moved a really special bowl far away from the weight bar so that it's never going to be an eyeline of that happening <laughs> that's very good yeah well Anna I well I'm just talking about it and reflecting it and you can see it's easy to laugh at the situation now but in that situation when you're actually in physically in the moment it's you just mind that your mind is just elsewhere really it really the, is yeah and it's the same for me mm. I'm trying to well yeah it's just like thinking about how to be somewhere on time and you're getting stressed to make sure that you're there on time and all these different emotions and thoughts in your head about oh if I'm not there on time what are they going to think of me and oh I, do, I need to get these things and actually thinking about coming out of lockdown and yeah. all the plans with friends and family and thinking about how I'm gonna be able to do all of that it does yeah it can increase well it does increase my stress levels <laughs> I, I agree it's a little bit overwhelming right mm -hmm. sometimes to think about this normal that we've had for like a year now and yes in the summer it was a little bit back to normal but it wasn't like the same levels and I think suddenly to be like everything's going to be open and it's like oh I need to readjust <laughs> to that actually um yeah and yeah, I think you're right that it can, yeah, the stress, we can add that to ourselves sometimes and it can be that. Yeah, maybe we, we're responsible for creating our own stress sometimes. Um, yeah. I think it's funny when you see people who are like really senior in, in jobs and things, how what stresses them out and what doesn't stress them out. Um, yeah. And I guess how they've learned to deal with what's stressful and what's I guess even prioritizing stress I know that sounds a bit silly but like is that thing worth the stress and that energy as well 
Mm. Um, which is definitely interesting. Um, Oscar I... Wilde um, said, every little action of the common day makes or unmakes a character. And I think that's so interesting because it's our thoughts and our stress mm. therefore lead into our actions, right? Definitely. Yeah, so with, I've always been given compliments and feedback and praise that I'm very calm at work. Mm -hmm. And that's mainly because I don't like stress. So if I'm calm, then hopefully everyone else can be calm. Mm -hmm. Domino <laughs> effect. That's what the, the idea is because yeah, it, with stress, my mind, I can't think properly. Mm -hmm. I need to just take some time and figure out what I'm going to do. And yeah, like you said, prioritize and manage my time and actions. Mm -hmm. And if I'm stressed, then it just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. I would say you're not only calm at work, you're very calm generally. I think of you as a very like, you're a very calm person who has a very good perspective on things. You're, you're able to see like a, a bigger picture situation, which I think is really important because from the outside anyway, it seems like you might not get hung up on these small things because you can see how they affect the bigger picture. And it's mm. actually really, really refreshing to be around somebody like that. Um, so thank you. <laughs> thank you, Anna. Well, yeah, for me, I just think that I want to make my life as easy as possible mm -hmm. in, to be able to live it and I can enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And well, and of course, having you as my friend, Anna, <laughs> you, are, you are so involved in your community and you always think of these amazing things to keep you busy outside of work and inside of work as well. And I, yeah, that is just really cool for me. So you, you always inspire me as well. Anna. <laughs> it's a two-way street then. So I like that. I like that. Um, yeah. And I think it's also like about building those thoughts about, as you say, to be able to enjoy our lives. Um, because I think sometimes it can be very easy just to be like, oh, I'm just going to get through to the weekend, or I'm just going to get through this day. And yes, there's loads of great things to look forward to, but we're living now, we're living today. So like mm -hmm. we should also enjoy today, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And there's a neurologist, I think she's a neurologist or a neuroscientist, but she's called Dr. Caroline Leaf. And she talks about this idea of like um, thought networks in our minds. And they're a bit like uh, tree maps. So they, they build root connections, so our thoughts build root connections like trees do. So it's really important to think about what connections you are building with your thoughts. So you can become calmer for example in situations or you can think of situations more with joy or you can think of them in a longer term or bigger picture kind of perspective and that doesn't happen overnight like mm. I don't think we were just born being a certain way it's like building that habit and building that thought those thoughts until they become much more I guess normal um so you can't imagine doing anything different right um <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really it's really really interesting the fact the fact the power of thoughts because mm -hmm. I really think that what we think impacts our words, impacts our actions, and then your habits and therefore your destiny, which is quite huge really when you think about that. Um, so if we can try to manage our mind, the implications of that I think are enormous. Um, and we know so little about the mind, really, when we think about the amount of research that has come out. But we will yeah. never really know because your mind is actually different to my mind, mm -hmm. different to 
Matt's mind or to anyone's mind it's like yeah it's incredible <laughs> it's like space I'm always amazed like by space. Space. yeah oh there's just so much out there yes. that we don't know about honestly so awesome. much. <laughs> yeah I feel that definitely yeah and one thing about yeah having the mindset and the way we think about things recently I've heard it a few times actually on the radio mm. about having I love making lists and having mm -hmm. a to-do list of the day and mm -hmm. I have it on my phone and I just add to it and then I delete things so it just is never ending there's always something to do on my to-do list yeah. and I heard twice that instead of having it well you could have that as well but another way to do it is to have a done list mm -hmm. so you write down what you've done as you go throughout the day and then at the end of the day, you look at what you've done and then it's actually really rewarding when you yeah. have that mindset. I like that because then you're celebrating your what you've done and what you've achieved, mm -hmm. which is actually some days like really hard to achieve anything. So mm -hmm. you should like celebrate like even the smaller things or the bigger things, but you're totally right. The to-do list can otherwise just keep, keep mm -hmm. growing and multiplying and you're like, I'm never done. Yeah it's on my phone and I would like to sit on paper but just because I have my phone I go wherever I go I've got my mm. phone if I'm thinking of something I can quickly put on my phone mm. I would do it on paper because yeah you have that satisfactory scrape through the <laughs> through the thing and you can highlight it or and do all these different things but mm. and you can get apps for that but that I'm just not going to think too much about that I literally just write it on my notes or mm. there's a reminders so and can I ask as well, do you do the to-do list like at the end of the day for the next day or do you do it like in the morning for that day or do you just add to it as you go? Mm. It's a mixture. Mm. The, my mum told me about this lady, I can't remember who she was on Instagram, who's got five things to for better living and one of them is to do the your to-do list the night before mm -hmm. so you know what you're going to be doing the next day you have a plan mm -hmm. rather than in the morning wake up and think about what you need to do and then that just delays your living life mm. so I do I do a mixture sometimes I do the night before I do a daily to-do list and then as I think about what I need to do more long term that I'm not going to do it for like a week then I mm. write that down Mm, I like the idea of doing it the night before because I think it almost take becomes like your second brain doesn't it where you've just done like a brain dump of everything you need to think about mm -hmm. but you therefore don't have to think about it because it's on the paper or on the app or whatever mm -hmm. um because I did hear once that if you have something that you need to do and you are thinking about it more than you're actually doing that thing you're waste not wasting energy but you're using so much energy on this thing so for example if you were going to get cat food and you thought to yourself three times that day, I need to get cat food, mm -hmm. but you haven't got the cat food. Like how much energy are you spend in thinking about this cat food, you know? <laughs> yeah. like, it's a lot of energy. <laughs> Whereas if it's in your to-do list, you don't really need to think about it anymore because it's in there. So you can be like, okay, cool. I'll check the to-do list. Got the cat food. I'm in the shop. I'll get the cat food done. Rather than be like, I've spent 50% of my day thinking about this cat food mm. for a cat I don't even have. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I really like the idea of to-do lists as well. Mm. And I think it also helps you prioritise your time because if it's not on the to-do list, is it a priority? 
yeah and maybe it can help you manage like stress too because everything that you need to do is then on that um mm. on that list of um, course yeah I even put take a shower mm. um you know brush my teeth on my to-do list so I can put that in my mind about mm -hmm. my time and how to manage that mm -hmm. And it's also those like small things, like even like taking a shower, that is still time, right? So you, mm -hmm. you need to factor it in because that means you have less time to do this thing or that thing because you need to do the daily things to live. <laughs> I like that idea as like a management tool, actually, and the celebration of the done list. Mm -hmm. We don't, I don't think we spend enough time reflecting actually on what we have done and what we have achieved. Um, especially in the last year where like it has been hard to be motivated in a lot of ways so mm. like having that celebration yeah also sometimes makes it worth it I suppose as well um yeah it really yeah. does yeah going back to thinking about coming out of lockdown and how yeah everything's gonna be open and we can do all these things that we did before and when I heard the first time I heard that news I don't know my mind I was I wasn't expecting to have this reaction where it was like, oh yeah, okay, that's got me a bit anxious about what I can do. There's yeah. so much, all the possibilities. Yeah. So what she did was make a list of things that I want to continue doing out of lockdown that I've done more in lockdown. Mm -hmm. And then I made a list about what I want to appreciate even more when I come out of lockdown. Just to kind of make my and I that's oh that's personal way of just kind of processing the news but it really helped yeah I really like that because then it also helps you prioritize again right and make sure that you're doing what you what you know is good for yourself and for your well-being thank you guys this is our first podcast so just give us feedback or how you found it thanks so much have a good thank day you guys. Bye. bye